Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, everyone. I want to start out by saying that this podcast episode is being sponsored by Vicki Hickox in loving memory of her son, Dominic. Vicki writes, Dominic lived a full life in the short 24 years that he was with us. He lived every day with a smile on his face, even when he was in so much pain going through treatment for brain cancer. He had a deeply sensitive heart, full of care and compassion for others. While getting his cancer treatments, Dominic felt sorry for the young children that he would see getting their treatments because he knew they may not get to grow up and experience life the way he had. In a high school journal, Dominic wrote that the greatest wish he had to do something good in this world was to cure cancer while remaining anonymous. He felt a person should not receive money or fame and recognition for doing this because seeing the smiles and joys on people's faces Knowing their loved one was not going to die would be payment enough. Dominic loved to cook and would watch cooking shows to learn new ways of preparing meals. He was a social butterfly but also loved his alone time reading a book while snuggled in a hammock. He was a sucker for musicals or dance movies. His favorite color was red. And if you can hear what's going on in the background, this is amazing to me. The next thing I'm going to read, he liked the rain, the sound of it, the smell of it, and he liked running in it. And all of a sudden, it just started pouring as I'm reading this. Isn't that crazy? Dominic's dad is right when he said, the bigger the impact someone leaves on this earth, the deeper the trenches that are left for us to fill with memories and miss them till we see them again. Dominic didn't leave trenches. He left canyons. He really lived his life. Dominic You are loved and missed more than you know. We love you and look forward to the day we will see you again and spend eternity with you, never to be apart again. Vicki, thank you so much for being a supporter of GPS Hope and this podcast. You have our love and you have our hearts. And with that, I think I'm going to put a pause on recording and see if uh, the rain will let up for me to do the rest of this. Okay, well, it's lightened up a bit. I don't think it's going to get much lighter than this, according to the weather report that has now changed. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get into our topic today, and you'll just get to hear the pitter-patter of rain behind me. A bedroom is part of our home where not many people are invited into. It's a place of intimacy reserved just for ourselves and a few others. We can't sleep or rest if there's a lot of activity surrounding us. We all need that place where we can go and close the door and get some rest. You may not want to hear this, but that means that in order to have times of rest spiritually, we have to set time specifically aside to be alone in God's presence, to just close the door and have that time of intimacy because we need to just be in the stillness of his presence where he can speak peace to us and fill us with his extravagant love, especially 
especially, like I said, especially if we have a hard time believing he truly loves us after not stepping in to save our child from an earthly death. For me personally, over the years, it's been easy to feel guilty in my quiet time with the Lord because I'm not following someone else's pattern that I've heard, you know, someone who's really spiritually mature and that I look up to and they say how they, you know, do their quiet time with the Lord. I, I might miss a day or two. Maybe I'm not doing what I've been told by other Christians that I should be doing, like I should be reading my Bible or praying for at least a certain amount of time every day or reading at least a chapter a day or something like that. But for me, during my time of learning how to rest in God's presence after Becca died, I was actually set free from that kind of guilt. And I want to do that for you today, hopefully, at least move you in that direction. The message I kept hearing from many different places for the first two years, I remember, after Becca leaving this earth, was don't do, just be. I would hear things like, we're not human doers, we're human beings. Just learn to be. Stop trying to do. In trying to just be with God, in trying to just be with God, I didn't follow any kind of a formula, anybody's pattern. I didn't do something the right way that I had been told along, you know, along the years. If I wanted to pray, I prayed. If I wanted to sleep, I would sleep. You know, it's like, God, I'm here, and I would go to sleep. And a lot of times I was able to sleep with, I call it soaking music, just instrumental music, uh, that uh, worship music that would surround me with his presence, even if I was asleep. If I wanted to cry, I cried. If I wanted to praise him with my voice or yell at him, or if I wanted to lift my hands to him, that's what I would do. If I wanted to spend time reading my Bible, I would open it and I would read what I was led to read. Maybe sometimes I would be prompted to read through a book of the Bible or go to the Psalms or whatever, a devotional book sometimes. I learned to just have times of intimacy between myself and the Lord, whatever that looked like, whatever I needed for that moment, whoever I needed God to be for me, whatever I needed to do, that's what I did. And that has pretty much become a permanent part of my life. I rested in the love of my God, and we spent time together, just the two of us, in a place of privacy. And I still love to do that. And sometimes, you know, people talk about, oh, nature is where I go to church or worship or whatever. And I, I know a lot of people just say that. But I'm telling you, there are so many times, uh, Psalm 23, there's uh, the, a version of the Bible called the Complete Jewish Version. And I love that version. In Psalm 23, where it says, He restores my soul, it's worded, He restores my inner person. And I desperately needed that then, and there are times I still desperately need that in my life. And there are times I will just sit outside in nature and just sit with God. It's like, God, here I am. Restore my inner person. That's all I can do is cry out to God and say, restore my inner person and just sit out there and watch the birds and listen to them and the chipmunks and the squirrels and whatever butterflies are going by me and just let God restore my inner person by just being, just sitting with him in a place of silence. And sometimes I feel him speak something to my heart, 
And sometimes we just sit there alone together while he does something deep, deep inside of me that I may not even be able to feel at the time. I don't let what others do or what others insist all Christians should do dictate the intimate time set aside to be with my God anymore. It's my relationship with God. It's not theirs. And if that's what they do with God in their intimacy and their time with him and it works for them, great. But that doesn't mean that we all do that. Relationships are all different. And so there's no way that God is going to have the same relationship with you than he does with someone else. Or I'll use the word put the same demands, but it's not demands. God draws us. He woos us. I heard just this morning someone talk about how that scripture, so be holy as I am holy. Do we hear that as a booming God, you know, commanding and demanding this of us? Or do we hear this as a gentle God who's lovingly drawing us and wooing us because he knows how we work, how we created us, and he's just drawing us into a better life, into a better place by saying, so be holy as I'm holy. There's such a difference. And so what I really want to encourage you to do is to have your own time of privacy and intimacy with God. And don't feel guilty because it doesn't look like someone else's time or what they say their time is like. Or even me, when I say I hear from God and I write things down, don't put that expectation on yourself. Well, I don't hear from God the way Laura does or other people do. It's okay. You be you. Don't do. Be. You be you with God, whatever that looks like for you. And I'll say, I don't want to pretend like I have it all together. I do not. I don't. I don't want to just say what good Christians are supposed to say. I want to be free to show that I am broken. I'm still broken, not just because of my daughter dying, but so many other areas of my life. And yet God still loves me. And I ask God, one time, is it, because it just, I don't know, it just feel, it felt so wrong to be a broken Christian, to be a broken leader in the Christian world. And, you know, I asked the question, is it okay to be open about being broken? Because I really think the truth is most Christians, we are, we're all broken. And most Christians don't like to show that because we think we're supposed to show the world a perfect life. But like I said, the problem is we are all broken in some way. Even if there are people who turn my brokenness against me, which has happened in my life, I still want to be teachable in this. I want to learn how to love others in my brokenness to be able to love others in their brokenness. I've had to work at entering into a place of rest in Him. Doesn't that sound strange? But He does tell us in Hebrews, so work, strive, to enter that rest. I know it sounds crazy. And so many times those first few years after Becca died, I would doubt if I was truly resting in him because my mind would go to my daughter so often and there was just so much turmoil and pain and confusion in me. And when I questioned those things, I would feel God's presence. I would just have a peace sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes the, the Holy Spirit would graciously speak to my heart just a message that I would just hear in my head that were not my words. 
and he would remind me, and maybe it was in a devotional I was reading, but there were ways that he would remind me that learning to rest in him is a process, and it's slow, and it can be steady, but it's slow. One time I did hear him whisper in my heart to see me. This is what God, what I, the words I heard that were not my own words, my own thoughts. And he said, I want you to see me as the good shepherd I am, loving on my little broken sheep. Oh my, does that make you cry? It brings tears to me. While I have learned to accept the trials of this life, I have not gotten to the place where I can say I embrace them or I rejoice in them and I love being broken because of the good that has come of it in my life. But I have begun to see that brokenness is, it can be a gift to us because only when we know and admit how broken we are can we truly experience the incredible depth of God's love. If we're not broken, we don't need him. And when we are broken and so desperate the way we are after the death of our child, we do eventually uh, begin to feel his love once again. And and it, it is a fight. We're in such a dark place. And I was praying about that because I get asked so often, why don't I hear from God? Why don't I feel his presence? I used to before my child died. And I, I had a, a something come to me the other day as I was just talking to the Lord about this and thinking about this. And it may be because I was a children's minister, and so I was always looking for ways to illustrate what I wanted to teach the kids. And so maybe that's just a gift that I have that God is able to use in that way. But I had the thought of when I've never heard of anyone personally, but I do know it's true. You may see it in a movie or TV show where there's some sort of an explosion or maybe a gunshot goes off right next to somebody's head and it damages their eardrum. They cannot hear for a while. And even though people around them are talking, things are happening, they can't hear it because that noise was right there at their ear. And I realize that's a lot of of how we are when our child dies. It's almost like this explosion has been so close to us that it does so much damage that it takes a while. God is speaking to us. God is with us. He's in us, but we can't feel him. We can't hear him because of that explosion of what happened, that trauma that happened when our child died. And it takes a while for that to clear up and to heal before we can hear God again and feel his presence. It's not that he isn't there. I guarantee you, it's not that he's not speaking to you. It's not that he's not with you or he's left you. But I think sometimes it's that the darkness is so dark on our end that it takes a while for us to dig ourselves out of that to be able for that to get through to us again. And I will tell you, this is not to say that at some point I have things figured out and I continually now live from a place of rest. I don't. I still have to fight for it. The pain can be intense and life still comes at me in all directions with just difficult things. And I can feel like I'm going backwards as I lose that peace and that place of rest that I'm fighting to keep. I wish God would just speak a command and make everything all better and take away our pain and replace it with a constant peace and rest that we don't have to work so hard for sometimes. But it just doesn't seem to happen that way. 
It's now been almost 10 years since Becca graduated to her eternal home ahead of me, and the Holy Spirit is still teaching me how to stay in that place of rest and how to get back into that place of rest when I leave it. I wish I could say being rooted in a place of rest is now a, a way of life for me, but the truth is I'm just not there yet. I've gotten much better at it, but I'm still in the process of learning to live that way consistently no matter what comes my way. Some of you may have heard me say this before, but one thing I have learned is that peace and pain can both reside in us at the same time. The pain of losing our child always seems to be there. As a parent dealing with the death of your child, I think you'll understand what I mean when I say even if I'm not emotionally feeling the pain at the moment, it's still there. It's kind of like a, a physical chronic pain. There are times you're so used to having that pain, you don't even realize you're feeling it. And for us, the pain is felt deeply in our souls. So whether I notice the pain or not, an underlying peace can travel side by side with my pain. And it's definitely the peace of God that goes beyond any understanding. And I'm so thankful that he offers it to us and gives it to us freely. See, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. It's his Spirit in us. It's his peace in our spirit which is why we can have peace within our pain because the pain is in our soul and we are three you know three part beings body soul and spirit and so pain is soul fruit and peace is spiritual fruit learning to rest in god is a must if you want to get out of your place of darkness and that means spending time alone with him you don't even have to talk to him just be with him just be you in your silence in your anger in your pain whoever you are right now just be alone with him and don't feel guilty about taking time to be intimate with the one who loves you like crazy and wants to get you out of the pit and onto the path of living again. Spend intimate time with him. Even if you don't know what to do, spend lots of time with him and let him show you the way out of this dark place by showing you the fullness of himself within that place of rest and just being with him, whatever that looks like to you. Well, here in the Hope Mobile, we've got a little more than just a pitter-patter of rain, but I'll just go ahead and finish this out and with the rain in the background behind me. July is, you may not be aware of this, but it's National Bereaved Parents Month. And because of that, we are going to run a special, and we're going to start it today in our web store through the, the month of July. And the special is if you purchase the book, When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing After the Death of Your Child, you can also purchase any other book in our store for only $5. That means that you'll be getting two books for $20, and I'll sign them before shipping them out to you. And just so you know, what I have shared with you, most of that comes from a chapter in that book, When Tragedy Strikes, called The Bedroom of Rest. This was a book that I woke up in the middle of the night 
and had this title and a bunch of chapter thoughts going through my head. And so I got up and wrote things down. And it was like God was showing me that rebuilding our lives after the death of our child is like rebuilding a house. And so I go through several rooms of the house and compare it to our, our lives and in rebuilding our lives after our child dies. And so if you're interested in that, check it out. Just go to our website, gpshope.org, and click on the store tab. And there will be a special, you'll see the specials there for the month of July. Be sure to let other perivers know about it. Let's go ahead with our birthday segment. This week we have Antonio Moyer Catania, who was born on July 3rd and is forever 29. We celebrate with this family the day that Antonio came into the world. We know it's a special day. It will always be special in our hearts to those who know him and love him. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced here on this podcast and shared with the other listeners, I would love to be able to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays, fill out the information, submit it, and I will announce your son or daughter the week of his or her birthday. I want to thank Vicki again for sponsoring today's podcast in honor of her son, Dominic. I know Vicki personally. She has become a very precious friend of mine, and I happen to know that this past week was a hard one for her because it was both his birthday and the two-year anniversary of his passing. So our hearts are with you, Vicki. If you would like to sponsor a podcast episode, just go to our website, gpshope.org, Go to the Donate button, and you'll find a tab to click on that says Sponsor a Podcast Episode. Or I will provide a link in the show notes, and you can just click on that. The message I kept hearing from many different places, like I said, those first couple of years after Becca left this earth was don't do, just be. And I believe it's a message we all need at some point when working our way through the darkness and back into the light. And while we're all learning how to do that, to just be, I want you to remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is 